Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Ronnie. So we just finished doing a podcast talking about intellectual property, which covered things like trademarks and copyrights and a little bit about patents, but... I wanted to talk a little bit more about patents specifically because you want to know a fun fact about me? I want to hear it. Oh, actually, I have two fun facts about me and patents. So uh, several years back when I had my second child and he was a baby, I decided to apply for a patent. I came up with this idea for this baby product. Really? Yes. So it... And looking back, it seems kind of silly, but it was for a pacifier holder that you could attach so that it would hold the pacifier uh, right at a newborn's mouth. So when they turn their head, they could move their head back and there'd be a pacifier, almost like a mic stand that was attached to them um, or a harmonica stand. That is so cool. So I decided, because this is something that I would have loved for me having a newborn. Uh, So I came up with this whole idea and I created some prototypes and then uh, I decided to go through the patent process to learn about it. So I ended up, uh, I filed my provisional patent. Um, What is a provisional patent? I was going to say, I'll talk about all the details. So provisional patent is what, when you're in the process of inventing something, but you haven't totally designed it yet, but you just have the idea, you can file a provisional patent. This means you kind of put it on record, although it's um, it's like hidden on record. You file it, but it doesn't get published. So the world can't see it yet, but you still get it documented that you are coming up with this idea and that you want one year to develop your product. At the end of that one year, your provisional patent will become published. If you have not filed for a full patent by that time, then anything that you had in the provisional patent now becomes worldwide knowledge and anybody can use it in its public domain. But if you file a real So it's patent, almost like you put it on hold. Yes. You say like, uh, nobody else, mm-hmm. like you dibs it. You kind of call dibs. Exactly. Okay. But if you do that, it gives you only a year to come up with something more solid. So if you're developing something that has many more parts, you're not going to file a provisional patent until you are much closer to the end product. Because mine was a silly little baby item. It was easy for me to file the provisional patent before I did the full patent. But still, I did decide to follow up a year later with filing a full patent. A lot of people stop after the provisional. Provisional patents are fairly easy to file. uh, But if you want to go any deeper than that, it's um, a lot of times people get, you know, lawyers involved. I did most of the drafting myself because I, I'll explain why I had a little more experience with it. Um, so I filed the full patent, but I was missing a few claims, which is a part of the patent. It's it, I, the details are unnecessary to go through right now. But the point is, is that I ended up not um, filing some information that I needed to. I decided to let my patent become abandoned. But if you go and search for patents, you can look at my name and there's this baby pacifier stand. So wait, why did you never end up, you just, it was just too, like, why didn't you become a a business owner? (laughs) Good question. So in my process of discovering this, uh, this item, um, or when you're filing for a patent, a full patent, not just the provisional, the full patent, which is a lot more work, you have to do an exhaustive, seriously exhaustive search of every patent ever 
any public domain invention ever. Like make sure that you're not copying someone else's. Yes. Ooh. You have to be able to show that you and whatever new novel part of your product uh, has truly never been created before. Um, so because I was inventing something about a pacifier, which is a baby product, which has been around for so long, and many people are trying to come up with baby products, uh, I had to do a lot of searching and I really learned, oh, all about the whole history of pacifier-like objects that have been- That might have to be a whole episode just because you have the knowledge. <laughs> I feel like oh, I'm going to talk too much about this. Okay, so let me try to summarize it all. I let the patent become abandoned because I found uh, from like the 1980s a patent. It was like a German patent that had also been abandoned. But the one part of my patent that was the truly unique part was already mentioned in this other patent. So when I discovered that, I knew, ooh, I really have no chance of getting this patent. And I decided to not to pursue it anymore. So that's kind of why I did that. But okay, let me jump to my next part, my next fun fact. Um, so my growing up, my dad was uh, kind of an inventor. Well, um, and I should mention, I'm going to back up. Did we actually say, spell out what a patent is? Um, oh, you know what? We talked about it in the previous episode. We did, but, but let's we did not uh, talk about it now. Yeah, let's, let's, do you want to do like a quick little refresher? Sure. So if you invent something, you file this report with the U.S. Patent Office and there's a world patent office too. And you say, I invented this thing. And then if anyone else tries to sell that exact same product, you go, hey, I made this first. I claimed it first. This is mine to sell for however many years. It's 16, 20, I can't remember how many years it is. But that's what a patent is. It's just a protection on a brand new invented item that only the inventor can make it and sell it until the time limit runs out. Perfect. So um, my dad, uh, he was a mechanical design engineer. And so he created all these little parts and valves and things. So my dad was always like carrying around the sketchbook and drawing. Um, anyways, long story short, he has like 10 patents now. So I grew up always knowing about the idea of patents. And I always thought it was really cool that my dad had like invented something. It was like the first person to invent it this way. So um, those are my fun facts about about patents. <laughs> uh, so uh, in our previous episode, we talked about intellectual property. And uh, Brittany, you were talking about some of the uh, cons of uh, why um, some people are against intellectual property protections. Do you want to quickly uh, go over those real fast? Yeah. So for those, and you know, there's a lot of us that, again, this is a very polarizing topic. I mean, it split, splits people down the middle because there's a lot of passionate beliefs in this. So for those who are against intellectual property, um, they worry that it's actually – it interferes with the free market and, and that it shouldn't be government protected. So let's say that I created a product and then you created a product and they were very similar – and, you know, with intellectual property protections, I could sue you and say, I think you stole my idea. But, uh, you know, somebody who was against it would say, no, you just need to market it better or you need to be better because it's not just the product, right? The product isn't the only thing that sells itself. It's the package. It's the marketing behind it. It's, you know, you being a little bit better, maybe taking that idea and adding something. So, so for someone against it, they would say that by having the government protect intellectual property, it's actually stopping market competition from like really flourishing and and being more as innovative as it could be. There's also a problem with um, 
people stealing ideas. And Nikola Tesla had this great idea that was amazing and somebody stole his work, literally stole his work and ran to the patent office and they patented it. And then he ended up dying penniless because he couldn't make any money off of his incredible inventions. So there's some really big issues with it. And this causes a really big stir in the liberty world because there are some people who are very much against government protecting intellectual property. And then there's people who are very much for it. They see like, no, there are some reasons that this that this is similar to regular property. So yeah, it's a really interesting topic that you will always get people riled up. So if you want a good conversation, <laughs> just go into a room full of liberty-minded people and say intellectual property and see what happens. <laughs> well, I think that's why it's good that we're talking about this. And that's why I think it's interesting that we're talking about, about both sides um, because, yes. you know, it is, uh, you know, it's complex and we, yeah, there's many different ways to look at um, look at things sometimes. So it is. And I think it's good too for a lot of topics that we, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about learning how to disagree with people and learning how to have productive conversations and just because somebody says, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm an individual for this, they're not, there are going to be some issues you probably don't agree with, right? There's going to be little things. So I think it's really important to have conversations, mm-hmm. especially with those of us who mostly agree on everything, right? But there might be a thing or two that we have different opinions on. So I think that's yeah. always good. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, one thing about patents that some people look at, look at negatively, which wasn't mentioned is, um, well, I guess maybe we touched on it, but um, is that sometimes if someone patents something like say like a medicine or something, uh, then they can charge exorbitant amounts of money for it um, just because they can and because it's the only one available. And so I, I can see how that's also something that could be a, you know, maybe a, a negative about intellectual property protections. Um, but then I put this into terms of thinking about, you know, my own father and the things that he created, you know, cause his livelihood was selling these, parts that he had designed and created uh, because he could. And so I suppose you could say, well, what if my dad then decided to be super greedy and charge exorbitant amount, amount of money yes. for these parts? Well, then this is where the free market might come in, where then someone else could go, hmm, I don't want to pay that much money for this. Is there a way I can create it differently? And when you talk about patents, all that you have to do is have one small, unique part. And as long as the most unique part of your creation hasn't been done before, then you can get a patent on it. So there's still ways kind of um, around that, I guess. So I have a question about that mm -hmm. then, because one of the biggest things that comes up with this topic is prescription, like medicine, right? Mm -hmm. And with medicine, they usually have a certain amount of time where, so there's name brand that's usually expensive. That's the person who has the patent. And then there is it a trade secret? I don't know which one, but has the intellectual property rights. And then you have like a generic brand, which is like an off brand. And after a certain amount of time, certain medicine is allowed to be produced by generic brand companies. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that actually is the same formula then, right? It's just a different name because Uh, they have to wait till the... I, I believe so. I'm not as familiar with the medical side of it or the chemical side of it. So I... I can only guess. I don't know as much. No, no worries. Just wondering. (laughs) Uh, But the... Uh, one other thing, I know we're kind of getting to the end of our podcast, but the one other thing um, that I want that I also think about when I think about something like patents is, uh, yes, we can say in some cases, just like you brought up with Tesla, uh, someone can create this, but then someone else steals it and goes and patents it first. Um, and of course, I think that is wrong. And maybe there's a way in which we could have a better patent system. So something like that couldn't happen. Um, but I think also that patents... Patents can um, help 
innovation. Again, I'm going back to thinking of my dad and the things that he created. Uh, you know, he spent so much time designing, thinking about um, prototyping, creating, perfecting all of these things um, to create these parts and to patent these parts. And he did, he was able to spend so much time doing this because he knew that he could get that protection so that his, all of the effort that he put into creating it could be protected until he was able to get enough of a financial investment or uh, yeah, financial, like get enough money back to make up for all the effort that he put into it. And I wonder sometimes if we didn't have patent protections, um, if on one hand I could see how it could um, produce more innovative ideas, but on the other hand, I wonder if it would deter some people from wanting to think of new ideas because if they just thought I'm going to spend years coming up with this idea that only I can come up with in my head, but as soon as I come up with it, someone's going to see it and then immediately copy it. It would make me feel like, eh, why should I put forth all the effort to come up with this then? Um, especially if you're not going to, you know, be able to um, recoup your, any money and investment that you put into the process. Um, you know, for a while. So there's, I do, all in all, I think this topic, there's pros and cons. And I think it's uh, interesting to talk about it because it is contested, um, you know, in the, the liberty world. So uh, yeah, I think all in all, innovation is a great thing. And I think figuring out the best ways to be able to be free to innovate um, is really the ultimate goal, whether that be through protections, not protections, I don't have the answer. <laughs> No, I think yeah. No, I think that's. I and, and we talked about this a couple. Uh, we talked about this a couple uh, episodes ago, right? Where we said like it's okay to just be like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I do not know the answer to that, right? <laughs> so no, I think that's great. Uh, we will wrap it up there. And again, we will do some more episodes on this because I do want to get into, you know, the the controversy, the both sides of the argument. I think that's really interesting because this isn't this is a topic that took me well into my 20s to understand <laughs> because it is complex. So you guys are way out of the game and I'm in my 30s now and I barely understand it. So way ahead of the game. Thank you guys for listening so much. We will wrap it up there. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share the podcast. And until next time, we will talk to you later. All right. See you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.